almost like it's Friday, because it is Friday. Welcome to it. I am Derek Hunter. This is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 12th of May, 2023. Hopefully, it's Mother's Day weekend. We'll have a special Mother's Day uh, weekend effing review that won't have anything to do with mothers, although there could be mothers mentioned, just not of the giving birth variety. Well, maybe of the uh, how they get, get pregnant variety. Maybe. Is that, a, is that a polite way to put it? Anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you for listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend, and all that good stuff. Please keep doing that. Spread the word. Get other people to uh, subscribe. Turn them on. You have two weeks, man. We're in your bloodstream, and you ain't going away. You just ain't. And if you want to hear the weekend effing review, support the show, or enter the contests this week, it is a battle between Arthur Brooks and... And Luke Rosiak autographed books. Go to patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek Hunter dot Your choice. Two options. No waiting. And uh, enter the contest there. Sign up to support the show. You get extra content, all kinds of goodies and what have you. So let's get started. I didn't talk about it yesterday on the show because I recorded earlier so I could watch it. Now I'm going to talk, and I'm not even going to actually talk for, well, the old joke, you want to make God laugh, make a plan. I'm not planning on talking about the Trump town all that long, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. The ratings were great for CNN. They were bad for something like this. I don't think this is necessarily, there are a lot of people out there trying to say, Trump's magic is gone Trump lost the magic he couldn't get. No, I don't think so. I don't believe that. I need to see this a few more times repeated to begin to entertain that. I think this had to do with it being on CNN. People don't want to watch CNN. 3.1 million viewers. That's a good day. for. It's a great day for CNN. Who are we kidding? That's about triple what CNN normally does in prime time, which is a sad commentary on where CNN is. But it's less than what Tucker Carlson was pulling in. Now, Fox has had uh, issues since firing Tucker or taking Tucker off the air or whatever the hell it was they did at Tucker. Uh, and so their ratings are down about 50, 60%. We'll see how long that lasts. It's going to be one of those things. Which can get up and running? Can Tucker get up and running faster than Fox can pull its head out of its rear end and find somebody to take that 8 p.m. slot? It's amazing to me. If you think about all of these networks, CNN is, they're going to put the uh, airhead who was the moderator, quote unquote, who got into the debate with Donald Trump. They're allegedly going to put Caitlin Collins in the Don Lemon slot at night, make her a primetime host, try and make her sort of the face of CNN, the future face of, she's youngish, I don't know exactly how old she is, 29, 30, 31, who cares? She's not bright. She is robotic and not in a charming way. She is vapid. When you watch her speak, you get the feeling that there's nothing going on behind it. I've, I know her a little bit. I don't know her very well at all. And it's been years. She used to be the entertainment and side boob reporter over at the Daily Caller. 
Seriously, look it up. And she was not interesting then. I don't know how you make side boob not interesting, but she found a way to do it. She is just, there's no there there. Watch her conduct any interview. And you see there's no modulation in her voice. It's all just straight up robot. I don't know. Maybe that's the way commentary is going these days, that you just have to sound like a robot and go really fast and blah, 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 and not have any facial expression because the programmers did not have time to update the firmware. I don't know. That's not necessarily, that's definitely not something I would watch. It's not something I would like to participate in. But, you know, I prefer to talk like a normal human being, like we're sitting down having a beer. But this is what apparently is CNN wants. I mean, you know, look, everybody at CNN, their instincts absolutely suck. Can we just be honest? Their instincts are in the toilet. That's why their ratings were in the toilet. So to sit there and every move that the new CEO, Chris Licht, has made has been a disaster. So why would he stop now? Actually, New York Post has this story. CNN plans to offer former chief White House correspondent Caitlin Collins the primetime 9 p.m. time slot and a new contract, a report said Wednesday. Collins, a former co-host with Don Lemon and a favorite of CNN CEO Chris Licht, could find herself in the role as soon as next week, according to a report by Puck News. The report came just hours before Collins was set to moderate a 90-minute town hall event with former President Donald Trump in New Hampshire as Trump seeks the GOP nomination for the 2024 presidential election. The event, which is expected to be widely watched nationwide, will thrust the impressive 31-year-old CNN it girl into the spotlight, according to Puck News. Who is impressed by Caitlin Collins? She was listening. It sure as hell, at least it seemed like she was being fed her, quote, fact checks into her ear by the producers through her IFB. She kept fidgeting with it. You could tell she she wasn't listening to Trump talk. She was listening to someone else whisper in her ear. As somebody who was supposed to facilitate a town hall, she didn't really do any facilitating of a town hall. She asked more dumbass, repetitive questions than the audience did. Now, that's the sign of a bad moderator. That's the sign of a bad host. If you are there to facilitate a conversation between a Republican presidential candidate and Republican primary voters, you should get the hell out of the way. You should almost be just a traffic cop. But then this idiot knew that she was auditioning for a primetime show. And so you get what she got. And she ended up making herself look like a fool because, like I say, she's not ready for this. By not ready for this, she doesn't have the the tools to do this. You have to have life experience that really... and a lifetime of working toward it. You can't just give somebody a television show and say, all right, now you just... I guess now you can. I mean, cable news is just so bad across the board that if you just read the AP wire, that's basically the show. History for these morons begins anew every single day they wake up. So it would be smart to have somebody with institutional knowledge, a lifetime of experience. Don't have to be in their 
70s or anything like that. You can you can be 31 years old and have a lifetime of experience. I had a lifetime of experience by the time I was 31 years old, and I had followed the news vigorously, and I still can recite factoids from decades ago and from before I was born. It's pretty simple, but you have to have an interest in it, in doing the job, not holding the job, not becoming famous through the job. And that's where pretty much everybody in modern journalism falls off the wagon. They're not interested. They don't have institutional knowledge. They don't know what the hell is going on. History begins every day when they get up. Their producer sends them history. Their producers give them the news, the topics, the top stories. They write their monologues, those sorts of things. The dumb people who can read a teleprompter like their Barack Obama or Robert De Niro. If you ever hear Robert De Niro interviewed, he's not a particularly bright person, but damn it, if you get him a script and you teach him how to pronounce the words, you can make him sound like a smart person. 90% of the people on cable news are that very same way, Caitlin Collins chief among them, in my opinion. That's just how it is. If they're going to hang their hat on her... All they've got going for her is that people who've never kissed a girl would probably find her attractive, and people who are dumb because they get their news from CNN would likely find her to be informed. She is not warm. She is not engaging. She is not inviting. She is dumb, but she speaks with an insistence, stupidity insisted upon to weak people morons can certainly sound as though it is genuine, real, and said in earnest. Doesn't make any of it true. Doesn't make any of it true. And when you have, you're dealing with CNN, honestly, you can think, well, is Caitlin Collins the best they have? And the answer is yes, considering what they have. And frankly, if you look at the people they've been trying out and the people they are going to try out, and everybody over there on the bench is going to get a shot at the Tucker time slot. You'd sit there and you go, why? Why? First of all, you idiots should get Tucker back. All right? I don't care if you got to grovel, you got to do whatever, you got to eat a big turd sandwich, you got to drive another Brinks truck up to his house, whatever it is, go back and give him an absolute free hand because you're hemorrhaging viewers. And you could get away with that stuff when you had a Tucker Carlson on the bench. When Bill O'Reilly got fired for cause, Tucker still don't know what he got fired for. When Bill O'Reilly got fired for actual cause, they had Tucker sitting in the wings. It wasn't a, They took a little while to make the announcement, but they had Tucker there. They knew it. He was a known commodity. He blew up bigger than he ever was before that, but he was sitting there. There's nobody sitting on the Fox bench. Think about that. Multi-billion dollar corporation or CNN, another huge corporation. They have nobody. They have nothing. Look at what MSNBC had to do. When Rachel Maddow announced that she was only going to work one day a week, she's going to get $30 million a year to work one day a week because capitalism is bad or something like that. What did MSNBC do? They scrambled around. They're like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And who did they ultimately get? They got Alex Wagner, who used to be at the network, but had long since left it. She was with that terrible show, The Circus, on Showtime. 
They brought her back. Now, you would think these three major corporations, it's hard to call them news organizations because none of them really do any news reporting, but these three major corporations, and they are major corporations, they are large, they bring in a ton of money and they have a lot of employees, you would think they would have a solid bench ready to go. Somebody gets sick, somebody pulls a hammy, whatever it is, break the glass and in comes whoever. You go to the bullpen, who's in there? But they don't. They don't. Look at these, I'm sorry, I'm drinking lemon, water with lemon. Holy cow, that was a lot of lemon in it. Look at these, their bench is their weekend shows. Their bench is their weekend shows. Is there a memorable weekend show? On any of these networks? Now, Mark Levin is great. Mark Levin is the great one. But Mark Levin isn't interested in doing a daily television show, I don't think. I don't think he wants to give up radio to do television. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. I don't know. But I doubt it. Since he's never done it, he'd have to give up his radio show, and I think he likes radio too much. But everybody else on the weekends, you got Al Sharpton on the weekends you got i bet you can't name most any of the cnn hosts on the weekends i don't even know do they what do they do on the weekends i don't think i've ever turned to cnn on a weekend in like years msnbc occasionally got the wagner wit or whatever the hell her name you got a whole bunch of people that they don't want to put on during the day and during the week they're just not interesting they're not interested they're spot fillers should something horrible happen and news break, they're there until they can get people into the studio that uh, anybody wants to listen to. It's sad. Those shows should be proving grounds. Those should be the minor leagues, but they're not. So instead, you got people trying out for the Tucker show. Quite frankly, they're ill-prepared. I don't know if any of these people will ever be any good, but I can tell you that if you wanted them to be good, just judging by the limited amount that I've seen thus far, they need a lot more reps. They need a lot more time. That's what the weekend's shows should be. Fox has that panel show. Okay, that's all well and good. You got a a panel show on the weekend. That's not going to help any one person learn the ropes and how to do the ins and outs of a television show. I'm sorry, it just won't. But they thought, uh, Fox thought they were 10 feet tall and bulletproof. Fox thought, and I guess we'll find out if they're right or not, they thought it was the brand Uber Alice. And honestly, part of me thought it was the brand Uber Alice, and it may shake out to be the brand Uber Alice. It really depends on what Tucker does. Tucker himself is not going to take out Fox. If Tucker were to start something or be a part of something that starts that offers full bore 24-7 coverage, commentary, live, etc., etc., that could be a threat to Fox. That would be a threat to Fox, but it has to be done pretty quickly. It has to be done in fairly short order. Tucker doesn't have necessarily, I mean, he's got legal issues to deal with, so he doesn't necessarily have to be the face of it. It has to be known that he will be the face of it, but there has to be something there. The people who have left Fox could easily start wandering back to Fox because they're going to go somewhere. Where are they going to go? They're going to go to CNN. No, they're not going to go to CNN. Hell, a Trump town hall barely got three million people. 
Are they going to go to MSNBC? No, they're not going to go to MSNBC. And MSNBC, quite frankly, to their credit, would tell them to go to hell. At least they're consistent. They don't want them. So where do they go? Do they go to Newsmax? Newsmax is not offering quality programming. Worse, Newsmax production values are horrible. It's horrible. It's high school AV club level stuff. I'm not talking about the guests or the hosts or anything. I'm talking about the quality of the, the image and the sound and the lighting and the everything. It is just bad. Newsmax has value. It's not super rolling in the dough. It barely gets 400,000 viewers in prime time. It's, it's not going to raise rake in a lot of money there, but you're going to have to leverage the access that Newsmax has. Newsmax's value comes in the number of households it is in across the country. You leverage that. You're going to have to give up some control or some ownership or whatever and sell some of the company to get some operating capital to bring in new talent, good talent, and most importantly, up the production values to the point that people will watch it. We're dealing with a high-definition world. Low-definition attitudes and, and visuals won't cut it. It just won't cut it, nor should it, quite frankly. Nor should it. So I watched... I'm watching cable news sort of flounder and try and figure out what's going on. MSNBC isn't interested in attracting Tucker's audience. They make their money belittling Tucker's audience. So they're not there. CNN can't attract Tucker's audience because when they even remotely try to reach out to conservatives, my God, the fecal storm last night going on about this CNN town hall. People were outraged. The lefties, uh, Mehdi Hassan over there at MSNBC was beside himself. AOC was wildly upset that they would give voice to a white nationalist insurrectionist, blah, 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 and all the other things that you just hope they start to choke on as they start frothing at the mouth. The CNN is not in good with the left right now. They're not in good with the right right now either because Caitlin Collins was an obnoxious jackass who not only said dumb and false things, but she also kept interrupting the former president of the United States as though it were a debate between the two of them, which it decidedly was at least not supposed to be. So who is upset? They're all upset, all these little lefties, which lets you know that Ultimately, I think it was good for Trump at the end of the day, which is why he did it. But it was good for Trump. So I want to start off, let's see. Let's start off with some, this has a a language warning. Rick Wilson, he is one of the uh, enablers of the sexual predator over there at the Lincoln Project. He claims he didn't know anything about it, uh, I don't necessarily believe it, but they all kind of help try to hide the uh, perversion over there and trying to get with little interns, and uh, that's gross in any event. But Rick Wilson was a favorite of CNN and MSNBC, and he's recognizing, quite frankly, that if Donald Trump isn't the nominee, the Lincoln Project and his gravy train, they're in trouble. These these pseudo-conservatives, they don't... They're not 
they haven't taken their eye off the ball. Don't ever take your eye off the ball either because the left will not sleep on you. They'll creep on you. The Think of this what you will, but Rick Wilson was very upset about the town hall with Donald Trump and Caitlin Collins. He claims it's because Caitlin Collins is a moron and Trump walked all over and Trump will win. Realistically, though, I don't know that I believe Rick Wilson, yet I'm going to play this clip because his words reflect the sentiment of a lot of leftists. There's a school of thought that say a lot of lefties want Trump to be the nominee because they think they can beat him more easily. And there are other people, like they say about the, the Lincoln Project people, that they want Trump to be the nominee because that's their bread and butter. They raise a lot of money from never-Trumpers. If it's anybody else, it's going to be a tougher sell. They'll still get money because selling out, being a Benedict Arnold, being a traitor to everything you claimed to have cared about in the past, there's a market for it. There's always a buyer for souls out there. But the price collapses significantly when it's not Trump leading to its sale. So Rick Wilson, which way he's meaning this, whether he means it or he's a liar, it's impossible to tell with people who lie for a living. But he uh, he seemingly pretended to be unhappy. We're in a break now from the presidential uh, town hall for, with CNN, Caitlin Collins, and whatever the fuck they thought they were going to get out of this, they instead have set a match to democracy once again. You are letting an insane person stand there and make people giggle and laugh when he jokes about rape. You make people giggle and laugh when he jokes about abortion, when he calls an African-American police officer a thug. This insanity should be pulled off the fucking air. Chris Licht, you should be ashamed of yourself. This is astoundingly bad for the brand of CNN. It's astoundingly bad for the country. And it's astoundingly bad, honestly, folks, for every other Republican candidate in the primaries. Wrap that shit up. It's done. You saw this tonight. You know you can't beat him on the stage. Everybody else, oars up. Time to go to work because he's going to be the nominee. This shit is unfucking believable I've never seen anything like it. It is a disaster of the highest fucking degree. He's so tough. He's so cool. He's so edgy. He's so will one day find his precious. I, I just want to play you that one because it's indicative of, of all of them. Not everybody used the coarse language, but everybody had the same sentiment. How dare they? How dare CNN? If, if they're that upset. See, if Donald Trump had went up there and soiled himself in front of a television audience, they would have absolutely loved it, and they would have been singing the praises of Caitlin Collins from here into eternity. They would never have stopped. My God, they would not have been able to stop. They would have loved her so so dearly but she did a terrible job she did a terrible job she fact-checked quote-unquote constantly without letting the guy talk she got so much wrong she just flat-out lied she showed her ignorance and this is cnn's prime time person this was what cnn came up with i think they thought that she could quote-unquote get trump she's not getting trump she's stupid she can't get Trump. But, you know, I guess they probably... She might be the smartest sock puppet at CNN. It isn't all that hard to do, I can't imagine. Anyway, I want to play this other clip. of Because immediately afterwards, 
It was. I watched maybe five minutes of the post-game spin, and then I flipped over to MSNBC for a couple of minutes, and they were all going crazy. CNN, for some reason, cut this thing short. It was supposed to be 90 minutes. They cut it off at about 75 minutes. Why, I have no idea. They must, you know, if, they, if they'd have thought Caitlin Collins was doing a good job, they would have never stopped it. But they stopped it. And uh, they went to their panels. They went to their focus groups. They went to their discussion. MSNBC went on about how, I can't believe they're the platforming this monster like this. I can't believe it. It's just so wrong. It's just so wrong. Let's turn to Al Sharpton for reaction. How can they put somebody who's done such horrible things in their life on television, Reverend? <laughs> well, I'm bringing Bill Clinton. Bill, can you believe he, he was joking about rape? He wasn't joking about rape. He wasn't joking about rape at all. But to Rick Wilson, it's funny because Rick Wilson doesn't notice allegedly some pervert trying to bang underage interns or get nudes from them or whatever the hell it was. But he is, he's got his antennae up and ready to be offended on behalf of rape survivors everywhere. Well, almost everywhere. I don't think he gives a damn about Tara Reid, but okay. Neither here nor there. After the town hall, CNN then did what they do. They had a little focus group. They had a little focus group of Republican voters. And they really desperately, the reason they do these things is they want somebody to come out and say, well, I was a Republican voter. I voted for Donald Trump, but I can't vote for Donald Trump. I will not vote for Donald Trump in any way, shape, or form. And what's funny is no matter how bad you think Donald Trump is, if you think he's bad at all on anything, watching him up against any of these leftist idiot reporters makes you go, hell yeah, right on, way to go. <laughs> they, they have the exact opposite of, they're out there going, we're going to get him, we're going to get and they're just lying sacks of crap. And it makes you like Trump more, the way he just sort of bats them down, like like little puppy dogs jumping up on your leg you just go away get lost so afterwards they go to their focus group and they're desperately trying to find somebody who says well i was all for donald trump but now no no way no how i can't do it that of course didn't happen instead just to show you what goes on in a network where caitlin collins may well be the smartest person there she may well, but I said earlier, like, it's, what world, Caitlin Collins, the best, this world. I don't even know this person's name, who this person is, but he's moderating the focus group and he's asking questions. The first question out the box was about Donald Trump not being able to not talk about 2020, the 2020 election. And the guy that they ask, I'm just going to name him the hero of the week. Listen to this. About it is not a truth teller. That's the way he's always been when he was a businessman. He's been a politician. He has lied about the 2020 election. Stuffed ballot boxes. It's all made up. He's lost dozens of court cases. Does it bother you that he keeps talking about 2020 and not 2024? I'll ask you first. This is Jonathan Leslie. He's 40, Republican, voted for Trump twice. How do you feel about those lies? So I feel like part of it's also the media narrative as you guys asked him the first question at the town hall about the 2020 election rather than current stuff. So don't you think he could say it's time for me to start talking about 2024 and not 
lies that aren't true. Couldn't the media ask him a question about 2024? Well, there were questions, but you're right. That was the first thing, but that's something that was on our mind. What about lies that aren't true? Maybe you could, God, I don't know who this moron is, but he'll probably be uh, co-hosting the morning show. He'll take over Don Lemon's slot. Unbelievable. He, he, he's not a truth teller. Yes, Joe Biden is a bad... All other politicians are known for their almost irresponsible truth-telling. Am I right? Joe Biden, my God, AOC, all of them. Nancy Pelosi, why, she just can't stop telling the truth, can she? Joe Biden is right now somewhere carving the truth into a tree like it's his high school crush. It's unbelievable. And I think he, he's, still, he's still talking about, wouldn't it be better if we weren't talking about 2020? Hey, uh, jackass, the first question your robotic moron moderator asked was about 2020. Is he not supposed to, do you want him because if they didn't, if he said, all right, moving on, what would their question have been? You're, you're, well, let's circle back to what you said. Well, you're, why aren't you answering the question? He's dodging the question. He won't denounce it. He won't apologize. They, they had one stupid question Caitlin Collins came up with, or actually, I assume her, it's dumb enough that she might have come up with it, but her producer probably fed to her, who do you want to win in Ukraine? And Trump says, I want people to stop killing people, all right? I want the war to end. We'll bring the war to an end. And wait, so you are, uh, you're saying that you don't want uh, Ukraine to win? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying I want to bring the thing to an end. If you notice, there's literally no one seemingly in the world who's trying to end that war, right? You're all, what do you, you see story after story after story of all these leftists going, this could escalate. This could continue to escalate. Neighboring countries are very nervous that what's going on in Ukraine could escalate. And there was the one thing there, the what rockets that were launched into Poland. And then Pol- Ukraine said, aha, they're attacking NATO, NATO ally. You must now attack Russia. Attack. And it turns out there were Ukrainian rockets that were launched into Poland. And immediately everybody said, oh, that must have been a mistake. Oopsie. Sorry about that. Ukraine doesn't know where their own rockets go. That seems a little bit problematic. Or, I don't know, it seems like a little unbelievable, maybe. Maybe they were trying to start something and then people went and saw what it was and before they reacted and Ukraine got upset. But this is, this is who the left is. And now the story running around that was Donald Trump is siding with Vladimir Putin. How is siding with stopping people stopping killing each other, siding with Vladimir Putin? So then Zelensky is pro people on both sides dying in mass then, right? I mean, that's what you have to conclude. And therefore, the Biden administration is pro continued unbridled death of a whole bunch of people. Am I misinterpreting this? Am I wrong? I don't think I'm wrong. But these are these idiots. These are the people. When you're, you're called out on your own network by somebody in your own focus group, somebody pays attention more. This, it, this, the guy answering the question actually paid more attention than the guy asking the question. But the guy asking the question is allegedly a journalist. Kind of interesting, isn't it? And it's very telling about what CNN actually is.
All right. In addition to the town hall, Title 42 is no more. Illegal aliens are flooding across the border. Things are going to hell in a handbasket. And I want to play you... uh, it's a very it's a fourteen second clip of Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security. It is it's everything wrong, and it, both sides play this game. I've talked all the time about how Fox does the migrant, the migrant crisis. It's not it's an illegal alien crisis. It has nothing to do with migrants. But listen to Mayorkas talk about this country, and you sit there and you go, he doesn't. These people don't understand this country, so there's no real way. If you're looking for an explanation as to why it is they might not want to defend this country, it is because they fundamentally don't understand it. We are, we are a nation of immigrants and a nation of laws. We are doing everything possible to enforce those laws in a safe, orderly, and humane way. They're not doing everything they can to enforce those laws, or else they would enforce those laws. (laughs) A deportation moratorium is not enforcing the law because deporting people who are here illegally is in accordance with the law. It is, in fact, required by the law. Ignoring that part of the law is not following the law. That having been said, it's the first part that I have a problem with, that gets that Mayorkas gets completely wrong. What is the first part? The first part is pretty simple. We are a nation of immigrants. The left says this all the time. The right says this all the time. We are not a nation of immigrants. In fact, we are a nation of native-born citizens. I am not an immigrant. I was born here. I suspect Most of you, not all of you, but most of you were also born here. You're not more American than somebody who became an American later in life, but the person who became an American later in life is an immigrant. People born here are not, by their very definition of words, not immigrants. But the Democrats want you to think that, no, unless your ancestors were born here a thousand years ago. Unless you're a Native American, you trace your, your uh, lineage back to the human sacrifice days of the noble Native Americans, where it was just peace, and then, you know, the human sacrifice and a bunch of wars amongst themselves, that sort of crap. Then you could say that you're not an immigrant, but if your family came here 10 generations ago, five generations ago, whatever it is ago, you are an immigrant. We are a nation of immigrants. It leads into this left-wing notion, this lie, this scam, that we're all on stolen land. We all immigrated here to stolen land. That's really what they're... If you're, if you're not native, meaning having been born here, the actual definition of the word, why then you are a colonizer of some sort, right? Or if you were brought over here as a slave, you could be brought over here as a slave. That's forgivable sin. The other sin is not forgivable to have been born here. Even to come here after slavery or after colonization, you are still a colonizer because this is and forever shall be stolen native land. Which is weird because I was always taught growing up that there really wasn't much of a concept of ownership particularly of land 
over here. They still managed to fight over it and have wars over it, but they, they allegedly didn't have any concept of ownership, which is really weird. And then again, once you start pulling at the fabric of the lies that the left tells you constantly, the whole thing unravels. But to sit there and you go, how is it that these morons at the in the Department of Homeland Security can't do what needs to be done? Can't it's because you got idiots like this in charge. You've got people with this moronic philosophy running the show, and that's a big problem. Lastly, today is I going to start you off on your weekend early, and then I get to recording a weekend effing review and all that good stuff. I love the Tom Bevan. One of the co-founders of Real Clear Politics. Real cool guy. Real solid guy. I met him on uh, multiple occasions. And he's great on social media, too, if you don't follow him. After the big story this week, and make no mistake, the Trump town hall is not the big story this week. The Biden family corruption being outed by the House Republicans is the big story this week. The left is not talking about it at all. There's no mention of it in the Washington Post that I found. And to the extent that it got covered in the New York Times, I just want to read you this tweet from Tom Bevan. Because exactly what I said, would, as predicted here, what I said would happen is coming true. Tom Bevan writes, holy crap, except he doesn't say crap. This is the New York Times takeaway from Comer's press conference revealing that bank records show nine members of the Biden family received millions of dollars from foreign nationals while he was vice president. The headline for the New York Times is $10 million these people got. Now, the headline from the the Washington or the New York Times, quote, House Republican report finds no evidence of wrongdoing by President Biden, just by everybody else. You know, every member of the Corleone family was convicted of murder, but there's no evidence that uh, Don Vito Corleone himself was involved. Yeah, there's just no evidence whatsoever. And uh, why would anybody even insinuate something along those lines? How dare anybody, I tell you, how dares you? Unbelievable head. Now, the subheadline isn't much better. After months of investigation and many public accusations of corruption against Mr. Biden and his family, the first report for the premier House GOP inquiry showed no proof of such misconduct. Nine members of the Biden family got $10 million from overseas entities, governments, countries, including many enemies of the United States itself. At a time when Joe Biden was exerting influence over these particular areas of the world and the policy of the United States towards them. And they did so. They made this money without doing seemingly any work whatsoever. But they didn't just take the money and say, well, I did the work. Write me a check. They took wire transfers through third and fourth parties through at least 20 shell corporations set up to throw any dogs off the scent. All while not actually having done any seeming, what do they do? What does anybody in the Biden family do? What is the Biden family business that these people do? What services did they provide for this money? What goods did they provide for this money? No one has a damn clue. And the New York Times said, there's nothing, nothing about that family. Uh, Boy, howdy, they're squeaky clean. Okay, 
then give them all of your money, Salzberger family, and let them invest it. What could possibly go wrong? They must either be the most honest people in the world or economic geniuses who can take $1 and turn it into $5 million, right? You wonder why so many people think we're headed towards a civil war and why so many other people think we're already there. At least on the information war side, we are, in fact, already there. It's not just whether or not somebody's got a penis, whether or not they're a boy or a girl, and, oh, you're something in between. And you're all... No, it is every aspect of reality that a leftist will fight you on if it advantages them, even in the slightest. Normal people would be humiliated by this. Normal people would be embarrassed to be a party to this. Back in the 20s, people threw themselves out of buildings for these reasons. In Japan, people would commit seppuku instead of prostituting themselves like this. In a matter of honor, people had honor. Instead, you now get a byline in the world's premier newspaper and you get to set the tone for all the media coverage going forward on this very topic. It's old news. They found no wrongdoing. Well, they, they're they not a criminal investigation. They can't charge anybody with everything. But if you, I tell you, if, if it were Trump, the New York Times would be very, very interested. Now, they'd have difficulty working on investigating the case, what with the raging erection that would not go down, but they would definitely be charging up that hill. That'd be the one they'd want to die on. Now it's the one they don't even want to drive by. God, they're such dishonest people. They deserve everything bad that happens to them. Everything bad that happens to them. Anyway, you deserve a great weekend. It's a Mother's Day weekend. So if you're a mother, happy Mother's Day. If you've got your mother, make sure you call her and tell her you love her. Do that every day. And if you got both, you best be uh, taking care of both. Have some damn fun. We're going to have some fun. I'll tell you all about it on Monday. But uh, you guys have a great one. I got to go do the Week in F and Review soon. We'll do it tomorrow. But... It'll be ready to go at midnight at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or DerekHunter.com. Have an awesome one. Happy Mother's Day.